welcome everybody to episode 41 of the anti-art podcast i have a very special guest with me today uh, our buddy troy couldn't make it but i got a, a fill-in guest here this is going to be uh rebecca jennings from vox yeah hi everyone i'm rebecca um i write about internet culture and um social media platforms and influencers uh at vox um it's really fun i love it <laughs> how long have you been um a uh, reporter for vox um actually uh seven years um it wow. was my yeah it is my first and only full-time job really <laughs> yeah um but it, but but it's a little bit more complicated um I was hired to write for Racked, which was a now defunct fashion uh, website. And then when that sort of closed, they kept a, a couple of people on to move over into Vox. And they gave us the section that was like consumerism plus self-presentation. And so I sort of within that, which is like a very random grouping, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I sort of co- I covered um, the, the Internet influencer beat. Okay. I got you. I did see a video of you um, talking to Martha Stewart, which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had. Um, so I don't know how how like um, media like like I don't know how much your audience cares about like the last decade of media, but there was a really long period of time where Facebook just gave all the media companies a ton of money to produce videos. And so for like a year and a half, I like hosted all these videos for Facebook and like my friend's moms would be like, Oh my God, I love your videos. <laughs> it's so cute. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> hey, yeah. It sounds like it works. It sounds like they hit their demographic. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, again, as, as I mentioned before, uh, maybe off, off mic, I guess. Um, we're going to talk more specifically about um, <clears throat> your article about OnlyFans and the intersections with that and celebrity culture. What is it, what's the exact title of the article? I'm just blanking on that if, if, you, yeah, if you have it. Um, it's just called The Sexfluencers, and it's sort of about um, the blurring line between influencers and sex workers, especially online sex workers. I'm going to turn my light light up because it's really dark. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, is, yeah, I'm getting some Halloween vibes in here. All okay, right. cool. <laughs> cool. No, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, your apartment is very nicely decorated. Thank you. Um. Okay, so I just kind of have some specific uh, points we'll get into. I guess the first one, um, <clears throat> before we get into speaking about that article, I'd like to kind of um, get your perspective on a news story that's kind of kind of bothered me, kind of like concerned me, kind of perplexed me, uh, especially when yeah. I talk to yeah different people about it. Um, and that story is basically um, uh, Pornhub banning like all amateur and unverified videos. Yeah. Uh, only videos with blue checks essentially uh, get, you know, get to be on Pornhub at this point. And um, this came after uh, the National Center of um, Sexual Exploitation and Trafficking Hub, I believe it was. Um, these two big major conservative uh, organizations basically had a lot of arguments uh, or had a lot of um, <clears throat> had a lot of uh, lobbying basic or did a lot of lobbying rather um, in order to get that done and basically try and ban most porn or amateur porn or whatever. I think their goal is pretty much to ban like all porn. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> um, off those sites. But I wanted to know is is sex trafficking on those sites like a a major concern or like a small thing that they kind of blew up to try and get rid of all porn or how does that how did that work and how were they able to um how were they able to do that like ban all those videos I mean I think like as you probably know like sex trafficking is like one of the most misunderstood concepts like in the world right now and I think that the thing that people like to assume is happening like all the time all over the world constantly like every like a random person in a target you know parking lot is at risk of being sex trafficked right um it just doesn't look like that at all and I mean what I what I uh, Pornhub obviously has a lot of problems especially for people like you know it's really hard to know in certain you know porn videos whether 
they're real, they really are, they, if they know that they're being filmed, if they know that, you know, they, if, if like the performers like know what they're getting into, or if they were sort of coerced, like sort of gently, or if, yeah, if they were told that you no, know, no one is ever going to see this or whether it's part of like, you know, the script or something. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think like the question of, you know, just ban DIY, all DIY amateur porn is obviously like a, a dumb thing to do because it doesn't really solve any of those problems. Um, because yeah, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm not, I, I don't think that Pornhub is, is particularly like the good guy here either. Um, because a lot of those, you know, are, are ripped videos. They're not like the performers are not being paid at all. Whereas right. like Pornhub makes literally 100% of the profits. Um, and yeah, it, it seems to me, it's sort of like the, it's sort of similar to, say that there's a handful of like really weirdo people on Twitter or Facebook and it's like, okay, let's just ban all of it. It's like, well, no, there's like right. people have had, had really productive discussions there too. It's not just like these horrible things. And, and yeah, I think the problem with, with Pornhub is the same problem that all of social media has where it's like, where does the blame lie? And yeah. How do you, how do we solve those problems? They're really, really hard. And Yeah. Yeah, majority. Of, oh, I was gonna say majority of the time, I I absolutely agree with you, and especially on Instagram, as somebody who only has a my platform is Instagram, and like I grind on Instagram, and you know I sell T-shirts through there. I have all these messages with people like you, or or you know, um, you know, musicians. I'm organizing things. Like I have business opportunities through Instagram, and a lot of times what happens is they'll just like they'll ban my page off of something right. random, like something that they flag as whatever that day that they feel like flagging, and then all of a sudden all my messages are gone. All of a yeah. sudden. Yeah, all these, you know, I I, I just sold um, $400 worth of t-shirts, but all, all the addresses are gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. it's super fucked up. And like, yeah, that is such a huge problem. It's like the number one thing that when I interview creators, like that's what they want to talk about. It's like, I'm being shadow banned. I'm scared that my, <laughs> yeah. my shit's being taken down. And, you know, it's it's such a big deal. And, and, you know, my friend's little brother, who's like by no means, you know, an influencer, but he he got his, he got his, um, Instagram page taken down for literally no reason and he's just like distraught because like he you know he had a little bit of a following and he's really funny and that's sort of where he like you know just lives his life and it it, like it can happen at any moment and especially sex workers that I've talked to they're just like living in constant fear that this huge hugely lucrative like pathway because pathway to get subscribers on OnlyFans or something where they can actually make money directly Mm -hmm. that's just going to be taken away so it's really scary. Yeah, it's really it's really fucked up, especially on Pornhub. I don't I just don't understand like how it, it just bothers me how these conservative organizations have so much control. And I feel like I feel like people just have like this idea in their head, like they have a certain mentality about pornography. Um, Like, uh, for example, I was I'm not going to say her name because she is my friend. But like I was talking to this one person and she basically said, like, um, you know, uh, watching porn in a relationship is like cheating or like uh, watching pornography is like is, is negative or it's a bad thing. And, you know, later on we were talking and, and this got brought up, this like conservative thing. And I tried to explain to her, hey, like sex trafficking, is it's not that it's not a big deal on these websites or underage videos, or it's not that it's not a big deal. It's just that these you're, you're being tricked by these conservative organizations. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's hard to explain to people because they, they, they have a cognitive dissonance a lot of times yeah. with things like this. And, you know, it's funny is that like there's such a large um, anti-porn backlash, especially among young people. Like I see it all the time on TikTok. And it's just, it's so bizarre because, you know, we always think of young people as like more liberal or more left when, right. when they're young and they're, you know, they're on social media, but no, it's, it's this backlash where it's like porn ruined, ruined my life. Um, 
like it's you know it's it's just making money for the internet companies which like sure okay <laughs> it's always it's always backed by valid points like exactly yeah, yeah exactly and you know like sure if you had you know an addiction or whatever and then you stop that's great but there's so it's so in it's such an intense um backlash that like, categorizing it at e- as like evil without any real consideration for the performers or people who like do it ethically and yeah yeah, I just I actually just had a um, it's really it's really interesting that we're doing this interview because I just had a argument in, in the comment section about this, like exact all that uh, that you just said yeah. pretty much like they were basically saying um, it was just a meme about like, oh, dump your boyfriend if he watches porn or something. And I was I put underneath like a thumbs down and then someone was like, oh, like, uh, oh, like you're, you're just a man. You have no empathy, this, that and the other thing. And it's like, well, I don't know, you're you're they just they were just like throwing insults at me. And I was just like, well, this is a very nuanced topic. And like. Yeah. What about the sex? Like, if there's no people paying for sex work or nobody like on these websites, like then they then there's no work to be had, and then they don't make money. And it's like it's more nuanced than just saying like, you know what I mean? It's just more nuanced right. than, than that. And it's also I think it's sort of like a fundamentally conservative idea that like we should just shield all the the people from sex until they're married or something. It's it's so bizarre that we're so scared of that. Um, and yeah, I don't know, not to be like. I'm not going to say anything because <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared of the QAnon people being like, she's a child sex trafficker. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. yeah, I wrote, I wrote a story like uh, a few months ago about like the cancel porn movement on TikTok mm-hmm. and a lot of the, and I was like lightly criticizing it. And I was just like, I think these like young people are just like, they think that they're doing something really good and they think that they're doing the right thing by like just being like porn is awful and evil and like you're yeah. a sinner if you watch it and I'm just like I think they're just misguided I think that they just need to grow up a little bit and then I was accused of, you know of course it always it always comes yeah. down to that doesn't it it always comes down to yeah. that and then they accuse you of, yeah we won't even dive into that fuck yeah. that uh, yeah we'll, we'll continue to move on uh, another thing with Pornhub again before we uh this is all preface to your article which we'll definitely uh, we're gonna get into for sure but another big thing on Pornhub that was uh, a major concern with people is like the um um the payment option basically being taken away and like credit cards being taken away as an option like mm-hmm. mastercard cutting off you know yeah. all connection and and only crypto being used which actually like goes back to like the 2010s when like crypto was like the whole purpose was it like was to be used for like illegal pornography but whatever mm-hmm. um why why do you think that credit card companies are so like deathly afraid of pornography it's literally because of the same reasons that like the government is afraid of uh, pornography or like conservatives are afraid of it it's it's like they worry that they're opening themselves up to like legal or moral backlash, um, which, you know, yeah, our legal system is not, not, does not at all favor sex workers and, you know, police are the number, like one of the biggest threats to um, sex workers, full, ser- full service sex workers. Um, but, but yeah, they're just like, they're only interested in covering their own, their own ass. And so therefore like the people who run these platforms, like OnlyFans, they, you know, they feel like, well, if the financial companies aren't with us, like we, we must just bend to their every will, um, just based on their own, like, well, I don't want to touch that. I don't want to get involved. That's the same reason like Apple doesn't allow like porn on its app store or anything like that. Um, there's just this very weird obsessive obsession with, um, with purity, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It just, it just seems like, again, like cryptocurrency is like, it, it, it has evolved to the point. I mean, it's like completely evolved, like in such a horrible direction, but like, you know, there was definitely a point where it was like, okay, well, it, it was used for very, you know, creepy black market stuff. 
and then it kind of had more practical uses and now it's kind of going back to that and i just feel like it's the same thing as like the drug trade like banning all drugs and like not having marijuana and yeah. stuff I, I feel like it's like the same thing it's like if you just ban it all that's going to happen is it's going to just like get more dark and get more like right in the shadows yeah. creepy illegal like right it's and a like, delicate balance learned, I, it's, i'd like to think that we've learned our lesson with like sex education like we know that like teens don't get pregnant if they know how to avoid getting pregnant but if they don't know how to avoid it they do get pregnant and so yeah, you know right. it's, it's similar to that it's like people are going to pay for sex regardless it's just a matter of how dangerous we're willing to let it like we're, how dangerous we're willing to let it be um instead of like supporting the economy mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah and then and then kind of going into the into more into where your article is is based in um you know, uh, OnlyFans, I think that really pissed me off. This is kind of what like connected my page to like the OnlyFans. And like I, I started off, we started off kind of as a music page and a movie page and that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know, like I, I have more interest in that. You know what yeah. I mean? And there was one time me and my buddy Troy, who obviously couldn't be here, um, we landed in California and uh, we got off the plane. And as soon as I got off the plane, I saw this whole thing about how OnlyFans was banning all like pornographic material yeah. or like you know, some people, some people tried to correct me and say, that's false. They're only banning certain stuff. Uh, you know, again, like the predatory stuff or whatever. And it's just like, it's pre- yeah, pred- it's, that's not what it was. It, they, no, they were banning porn. They were banning porn and they, and they were dancing around it. And then obviously them rescinding it like two days later proved my point, you yeah. know, um, or proved everybody's point, essentially, not just my point. But, um, you know, I, and, and I thought it was really funny in your article how you mentioned like the chefs and the fitness influencers and stuff like that, because it's like, who the fuck is on OnlyFans to see that? <laughs> like, I, I sometimes I'm convinced that those are just like plants by the company, like just to show up on the homepage and then like the rest of it is just like butts. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, I, I don't know. I, it's, but I, I do get the sense, like, even when you do see like the fitness influencers and the cooking, they're, they're all like girls with like wearing bras when they cook. You know, it's, it's just like, like Instagram. Get, like, it's the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's still an element of voyeurism, which is fine. It's just like, let's not pretend that like, Ooh, but these sex workers, they're bad, but these girls, they're fine. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. All, all they did was just, all they're doing is just stepping on st- sex, sex workers' heads and then they have a pan instead. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> instead yeah. of like a dildo yeah. or something, <laughs> like, yeah. or they have a spatula or like a, a weight or something instead. And it's just like, yeah. they're, they're using, yeah, they're using the same sex appeal. They're using the same like right. you know, principles of all that. But then they're just like pretending like, oh, no, no, I'm better than that. I'm a cooking influencer. It's like, I mean, it's like the Twitch thing where they were like, you can't have boob, boobs if you're streaming on Twitch. And then they were like, okay, well, I'll just be in a hot tub. And then you can't say <laughs> that I'm not supposed to wear like a steak, a swimsuit top. <laughs> yeah. It's like pirate radio and shit. Like they just keep like moving on and on like, like, all right, like, let's see where we can move the needle. I think it's very, I always, I always find that very interesting, but um, kind of again, more into your article material. Like wh- what do you think makes people defend sex workers on one hand and then like blindly attack their platform, you know, just like in another breath especially you know with only fans what do you mean like who give me a sense of the person that you're describing like 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 i had a, like again i had a commenter that was just like um they're only banning like uh they're only banning sexual material that's like predatory like that's like that's all they're banning and like why like why are people so it, you know I, maybe this is kind of like a repetitive thing that because we had talked about this before but wh- why do you think people are just so blindly able to just like um I don't know. Why are people so blindly able to, on one hand, be like sex work is real work. And then on the other hand, just like, accept when, when OnlyFans says that, like, you know, when, when OnlyFans is not being transparent. I don't know anybody that believes that to be honest, but like, I mean, I, I can't even imagine someone that would hold those two beliefs because like, if you think that sex work is legitimate work, like how would you possibly support OnlyFans decision? Like, mm-hmm. because it just, it doesn't, 
make sense to me. But I do think that those two, those two sentiments are everywhere in culture. It's like, well, fuck the sex workers. Like, why do we have to respect them? Or like, why, Mm. you know, those are for lonely, like losers, whatever. These are like girls who are, you know, people, it's so funny. People think it's so easy. Like they're like, oh, you're just like selling pictures of your tits. It's like, it's so fucking hard. And it's really hard to be good at it and successful. Um, And yeah, it's, it's just, it's clear that those people just like have no idea what they're talking about. And so- yeah. Okay. I, I, you know what? Honestly, I think you kind of opened my eyes now that you now that you said that when you said nobody has, holds those two types of views because I think some people are just capping and they just say that they support sex workers. But on one hand, yeah, like they, they have that puritanical <laughs> view where yeah, they yeah. just say it. They just say it for the you know for the brownie points and then but their real exactly. their real opinion is like yeah, like fuck that. Yeah, that exactly. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think you answered my question just fine. That makes a lot of sense. Um, <clears throat> Uh, now getting into the actual content of your article, um, uh, I had Taylor Lorenz on this on this podcast, and we and we talked about her Gen Z article. And just in the same way, I'd like to kick, to kick it to you and just say like, um, how long did this article take you to write? Like, how many people um, did you reach out to? Um, and now that it's out, how are you feeling? Uh, like, how are you? How is the reception feeling for you? Oh my god! Um, so I started this story in January, and it like there was a lot of reasons why it took so long. It, like the reporting process was oh wow. Take that long yeah um so I mean it was like a 10 month thing but a lot of that was just like you know logistical stuff like this summer it was really slow people like you know it was everyone was kind of like living their lives for for a few months and then it was like okay back to work um and so yeah so I had a really good idea or I had a really I had a really like clear idea of what I wanted to do but the problem was that the way the way I like the way I was thinking about it at first I was like there are all these like girls on Twitter who are like really funny and they don't really like show you know themselves at all they're just like writing funny jokes and they have like maybe like a cute avatar mm-hmm. and they always put like you know Venmo in the bio or like you know I've, I've I've been friends with some of them and they're just like yeah like sometimes men will just like send me a couple bucks and then like my friend who's in the story she you know she was on a reality show she got a bunch of followers and then she started having like pay pigs and, and she started being a fin dom and I was really really interested in that pipeline to you know I'm like a funny girl on Twitter I never like was doing sex work before I never considered it right and then you know it's so easy to make that leap now because of like the way that platforms have been structured like you can just link your thing to this thing and then you can just like go on this rabbit hole of link and buy a classic yeah like I want to I want to see you naked if you're if you're allowed if you're allowing yourself you're allowing me to see that um so it was such a specific thing that it was actually so hard to find the right sources Um, and I had the people in mind that I already was going to reach out to because they were just people like it's, you can't like Google for, for people like this because, you know, there's obviously a bajillion sex workers on OnlyFans, but it was a specific kind of people that were sort of on the edge of like, like girls who like probably wouldn't consider themselves sex workers sort of doing sex work. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was really interesting. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really tricky to find sources. That's why there's like really only three women that are sort of used as as examples of this and then I obviously talked to a lot of other people who you know they were they were experts in the field or they were full service sex workers right, who, yeah. mm-hmm. who were sort of they were already doing sex work before, before OnlyFans came along um mm-hmm. and how that sort of affected them I feel like it is hard to find these sources um if you're not very involved and you're not like seeking this kind of stuff out I guess I guess that kind right. of makes sense yeah, a lot of times, like you scroll through Instagram and you've probably seen like 200 of these profiles that do that, but then like you forget the names of them or that kind of thing. Exactly. Like they're yeah. everywhere, but also like it's just, 
it's really because it, I impossible had impossible to Google. Idea, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had such a clear idea of, of like what kinds of people I wanted to talk to for this because they were doing something that I had never seen done before kind of mm. on the internet. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm not saying that they've like invented sex work or anything, but like, yeah, yeah. There's just such a blurriness um, to it. Yeah. I understand. Like, like they're like, yeah. I mean, for lack of a better term, like amateur sex workers essentially where yeah, it's just like or they're just like insta baddies or like you know yeah they might not even consider baddies. themselves yeah they might not even like necessarily consider themselves like a sex worker like as their career yeah, or no. something it's more of like a side hustle or like a yeah i don't think they do at all so yeah i thought that was passive income type thing yeah that makes sense so honestly like what do you think um i mean this is this is like the answer to this is kind of obvious but i kind of want to like hear from your perspective since you delve you don't you dove so far into this like i just want to know like uh, i know that pornhub offers like mostly free content and many people joke like all the time like oh like why would you pay for porn like who would pay for porn or whatever and i feel like now people are paying for it more than ever on OnlyFans. like mm-hmm. what is it about like diy and amateur stuff that like you know like um that is beating out like browsers or like any of these other big networks yeah. like what like in your personal opinion yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that was like a big, big um, topic in the piece that I wanted to explore because like, I think it's because of social media, like social media, like sort of elevated the value of authenticity and something being real um, because we all, once once you start your first social media profile, you have to like find a way to like perform yourself on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so as we, we saw normal people do that, we also saw celebrities do that. So they were sort of performing their own identities on their own social pages so it kind of like democratized like fame and like attention in a way that not not fully democratized it but like mm. you know it, it sort of gave birth to the rise of the influencer who's just like famous for just being themselves um and so I think a lot of that like less polished stuff mm-hmm. ended up really you know connecting with people and I think that translated to porn where they wanted something that felt like I'm looking at you know a girl down the street like she's never done this before. She like is doing this just for me. This is just her actually being, having sex and not acting. Um, so I think like the idea that this was an thing you were witnessing something authentic happening was really like appealing to people. I like the personalization of it too, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like the fact that you could just like, I don't know, like I've, I've used it. Like I'll just admit that I've just used it casually, like, like a couple of times or whatever. And I, I, I do honestly see the appeal just kind of like, um, like basically like you can just say like you can just say to someone like oh i want this type of content and within five minutes like this person that you follow maybe you follow on instagram or you follow on tiktok or you follow here or there like immediately sends it to you like this specific personalized thing and like i i even have friends that like i won't i won't out them or anything but they pay for like like insane things like you wouldn't imagine the things that they pay for just like 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 oh like a vr video where like it like this girl is doing something and then she like says your name like that like it's very it gets it gets very specific and crazy like <laughs> when you really delve into it you know people have got weird kinks man and there are people willing to fill them out so you know what god bless yeah i guess that's true i guess back in the day there was like like maybe in like the 80s there was definitely like a or 90s or even just like 10 years ago there was definitely a cap to like how far you can take a fetish and now it's like <laughs> It just totally like it's completely infinite. Yeah, because because like like, the way the way I was explaining how fetishes work from from sex workers and from people like in that industry basically is just like it develops as like a small kink and then like you want something more and then that doesn't do it for you. And yeah, so Mm -hmm. I do you. This is like a side question. Do you think that's like do you think that's damaging for people? Like, (laughs) God, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, so I couldn't possibly. (laughs) I know a lot. I know a lot of people do believe like believe that, and they believe that porn you know correlates to like rough or non-consensual sex um Hmm. i think there's 
I, I, yeah, I couldn't possibly answer that. It's like, well, well, I, I mean, uh-huh. my own personal belief doesn't really have any weight because I just, I don't know. Like, no, that's fair. I mean, more specifically, like the, the unlimited, the infinite access to like, like kind of what I was just describing more specifically, yeah. that crazy, like the fact that you could just keep going with it and just like, do you think that like, for average people, do you think that like makes like um, platonic sex? Oh, not platonic sex. I'm sorry. That's that's an oxymoron. Jesus. Um, uh, <laughs> what's the word for it? Not uh, monogamous sex. I'm sorry. Like oh, yeah. a relationship. Do you think that makes that like um, fall out of favor for people? Do you, do you think or? I think like what it does is like shift the Overton window of like what's acceptable. Like I think mm. like you know 20 years ago, no one was watching like stepsister porn, and now right. it's like that's very normal and mainstream. Literally everywhere. So right. like yeah, mm-hmm. things are things are very, you know, extreme things are, you know, much more accepted now. Um, but I also think that at the same time, we've sort of been more accepting of like fetishes as like, this is, this is your kink. It's consensual. Like you're, you know, you're not like going around tying random people up. Right. Exactly. You know, it's like, I think people are, people feel more free to sort of, um, explore that side of themselves I mean like I know so many people on field which is just like the, the dating app for kinks um or like threesomes or whatever so it's just it's I think there are good and maybe bad things I don't know yeah I guess I guess that makes sense I mean yeah it, I mean I feel like pornography and like the whole industry and OnlyFans and everything it's all like it's just a lot of paradoxes like that because you don't want to be too puritanical and say oh you should just ban like all that kind of you know stuff like you should get rid of that app that you were just talking about or something for example but yeah I guess at the same time you got to you definitely got to be careful and you definitely got to be self-aware to not let yourself spiral out of control or or the people around you or you know that kind of thing but it does get more difficult but another paradox that I kind of wanted to bring up is um the, the it's like the paradox of like basically sex workers and like either the platforms that they're on or the people that consume the, the porn because technically without without the platforms and technically without the people buying it like they don't have work but at the same time that doesn't give these people or these platforms any sort of um it doesn't give them it shouldn't give them a uh, an excuse to you know you know for example like slide into your dms and, and ask you for things like you said in the article or slide into this person's dms and be rude and creepy and yeah. Or give, you know, OnlyFans, which is, and Pornhub, which is ran by, you know, a man named, uh, what is it? Uh, Pornhub is ran by this guy named Ferris, I think. And OnlyFans is ran by some guy named Tim. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Pornhub is owned by some like massive ass uh, corporation uh, that owns basically like, all porn on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. My friend, my friend works for them. Yeah. Uh, but oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she does. She lives in uh, Canada. Yeah. Um, she works for them. She works for, I think, Model Hub more specifically. But talking to these sources, like talking to the people that you, you talk to for your article did they ever have like any disdain or any like uh ill will towards these platforms or did they ever have anything to say like kind of about that like you know that, that that dynamic i mean yeah i think they absolutely are really fucking sick of basically providing the backbone of an of you know a bunch of new platforms and then being sold out immediately when it like gets too scary for the platform or like right. because i mean a lot of the, not necessarily only fans but a lot of the times like these women are like risking their lives to do this to like make a fucking living right um and doing something that they don't like absolutely hate doing and it's it's like sex work is like is sometimes a really appealing alternative to like the really punishing you know like like going out on the street or something like that or like well no no i mean it's it's like retail <laughs> like oh yeah like, okay the, like, you know manual labor like it's it's like it's I understand why people turn to it um when they don't have better options or like more appealing options Hmm. so I mean I think there's yeah there's absolutely a lot of fear of 
the power that these platforms have over them. It's like, it's the hmm. same with Instagram. It's like, they could delete my account tomorrow. I would never get it back. I would have to start from scratch. And that's really scary. That's like their whole livelihood a lot of the times. Right. And same with OnlyFans. Like people were fucking terrified that OnlyFans was just going like, to get rid of the porn and therefore they'd be like out of this life that they've built. And, but like, that's been happening for the last like 30 years. Like, you know, sex workers will like, like build a, build a platform to do their work safely, like make it work for them. And then suddenly like that will be targeted by some like government, like uh, bill, like um, FOSTA SESTA, Mm -hmm. or it will be targeted by, you know, like the Christian right or something. This is the evil thing, but it's like, no, right. this is actually making their work a lot better and safer. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Like, yeah. like, like that. Like, I think you mentioned in the article, like back pages. When I was a kid, like, like I, I'd heard about back pages from like, um, I think it was like, I don't know, whatever. I, I would watch shit I shouldn't be watching, like Spike TV or something. <laughs> and like they had mentioned, like, oh, like we found this this pimp on back pages. We're doing like on cops or something. Like, oh, we're we're doing like a crackdown, blah blah. blah. And I always saw back pages as such an evil like website, like a evil website. Like I always saw that as such like a bad thing. And and now looking at it, it's kind of like, oh shit, it's like a shield for these people like like it yeah. really organizes it in a way where you know they're they're safe and they can like vet people and they can that kind of thing so yeah no it's it sucks like people are just like always willing to sell out sex workers and i think people love to feel like they're saving women who are like right. sex workers they're like we're, we're getting you out of this you're a victim and it's like no i'm like a businesswoman. woman <laughs> like, yeah. like i'm i've got my shit together i've got my clients i know what i'm doing here um so yeah Right. It's just, it's always this thing again, like talking about Instagram, like how they ban everybody just for whatever. It's always this like thing where it's just like a very, like a, a general and maybe like well-intentioned sort of like, re, like, um, how should I put this? Like a sort of well-intentioned, um, uh, like drive to help people like you're saying, but it always yeah. just ends up just fucking over the people you're tr- trying to help. I just don't. Exactly. Exactly. And like, uh, yeah. and people don't care. Like they do, they're they like, as long as there's people, no one doing like no one's having sex. Then I feel better about it. It's like, well, right. you actually ruined their life. <laughs> right. Because I don't think they think about that. I think they think that they're a good person um, or whatever. And then, yeah. but ultimately what they're doing is, is harming people. And I think that's really fucked up. So another interesting point you brought up in your article, more of like, it was kind of like more of the, actually the thesis of your article yeah. um, is that whenever like a celebrity joins, like uh, w- one of the sources says that she loses subs, like if, if Bella Thorne were to join or maybe yeah. a Kardashian would have joined, she like loses subs like every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, with OnlyFans trying to just be a chef and personal trainer site, um, do you think they'll eventually basically, you know, uh, continue on with this and just basically have it be a paid version of Instagram where it's, you know, Cardi B or Chet Hanks, uh, who's Tom Hanks' son, he's actually on OnlyFans now, and chefs, uh, just be like the, like the people, you know what I mean? Do you think that they'll, they'll ultimately continue to try that? I mean, it's funny because like, that is what OnlyFans has always been. It's like for people that already have fans right. that love them so much that they will pay for it. And mm. so, and like, that was, I think that was sort of the idea that it started with. And then it turned out to be a platform for like, oh, this is like, this is like censored content that people can pay for so it ended up being very good for sex workers i don't like it wasn't designed to be a site for sex workers. i thought it was i always thought it was i didn't know that (laughs) no uh but but obviously like no one would be talking about OnlyFans if it weren't for sex workers right it became that yeah for sure um so yeah it's funny because like but i mean what OnlyFans should have done is sort of embrace that like they they would have they should have been like 
yeah, we, you know, we take a pretty decent commission. Like their, their, their rates are pretty good from what people have told me. Like, I mean, it's like 20%, which is like a normal amount of commission to take from, mm-hmm. um, from a creator. Um, but they didn't, and they were like, they wanted to pretend like it, you know, it didn't exist. Um, yeah. And I feel like I feel like Pornhub like will somehow try and like weasel their way out of it at some point in the future too, and just be like, "Oh, we're not a porn site. Like we're not like." I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what they basically yeah. do. That's what, that's what the, these people always do. But um, <clears throat> do you think like this entire? Do you think the entire system is like a house of cards that's like about to fall down? Like like the the Instagram influencer to or sorry, like the Instagram or TikTok influencer to OnlyFans to Pornhub? Like like I just feel like it's very rickety at this point. Like again like on Pornhub they don't even accept uh like like real forms of currency or you know Mm. that kind of thing and and this can be very dangerous for sex workers obviously because they can lose their entire platform like like how long like do do you think in the near future like in the next two years like this will just be like completely washed away and like it'll be some will there'll be some other hustle like or some other way to try and like do sex work safely or do you think it'll be we just have to live with this um I think it's, it's sort of dependent on so many things. Like, I I think like if crypto, I think it more has to do with whether crypto is a house of cards, which like, I obviously don't know shit about that, but like, I really hate the idea of it, but I think it also can really help people who, you know, you know, can't get a loan from a bank for whatever reason, or like people who are Hmm. really underprivileged in other, in like, in other ways, able to like obtain wealth. But I mean, my opinion is that it's still like making the same people super rich and it's like the, a pyramid scheme. But um, yeah, for sure. So if, that, if that like sort of holds water, then like, then yeah, I think we will only see that pipeline becoming smoother. Like it's hmm. going to be, I mean, it's already so easy to like get, okay, build build fans on TikTok, convert them to Instagram. From Instagram, you can link get in bio. like, mm-hmm. yeah, the link in bio and stuff. Um, because TikTok and Instagram both like really, really, um heavily um censor like people that link to their only fans in their bio but if you like you know can farm out that to another like link tree or whatever mm. easier um but but yeah i mean this is it's the oldest profession it's not going to go away like and i think you know the creator economy is only like coming to swallow us all whole so the mm. more that people sort of lean into this the more that they'll realize like oh this is a really good side hustle and if you have fans you'll need a couple to pay you a couple like you know 20 bucks a month 10 bucks a month it's yeah. a pretty good side hustle yeah i mean it's, it's it's even the model like on a on a different note it's kind of the model that we're attempting to go for as we as we move forward and as we get more followers like it's it's harder because you know like i'm i we don't have sex like we're anonymous on our page we don't have like sex appeal or anything of that sort to like grow the fans very quickly so we kind of have to do it like very manually and very like you know uh, i'm not saying that it's an easy thing or anything like that at all yeah. but but um like with patreon for example that's what we're trying to do eventually yeah. like two podcasts yeah. a, a week and you know that people can pay extra and that kind of thing so yeah i guess that i guess that does make sense i feel like all of it is kind of moving in that direction and shout out to sex workers because they definitely are the ones who you know i think they're i feel like they're the ones who kind of started that that yeah, um they're, pioneer- they're all the sex workers have since the internet has existed like sex workers have like been the pioneers <laughs> like of everything so yeah. it's really it's really like they're really out here doing the work yeah, like I don't think something like, for example, like Chapo Trap House could make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a month if they didn't, if it wasn't for that to start. You know what I mean? I just, I just feel, yeah, right. I feel like it, it is very, <laughs> or or something big like that. I just feel like it is very influential. And yeah, shout out to them again. Um, and um, kind of uh, again, keeping with the celebrity theme a little bit. Um, 
So for your article, I know you kept your source anonymous and you mentioned um, basically that there was women that were that were fired for, you know, having these profiles, um, you know, EMTs, teachers, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, and uh, recently, the rapper, influencer, whatever, uh, Zach Fox, he went on to the Throwing Fits podcast, which I listen to uh, frequently, and he made a similar point saying that basically um, he would never do porn because getting involved in that um, almost like blacklist you from regular entertainment um in a way mm-hmm. um and i was gonna say at, at the same time people like paris hilton or adam 22 or kim k have kind of like boosted their profiles off of porn yeah. so like do you think there's a line where it becomes beneficial for a celebrity to do it whereas like lower celebrities it's a hindrance yeah i think it's it's such an interesting question because like yeah we know that like celebrities can have done sex work and still have careers in traditional entertainment and we also know of stories like vanessa williams who like she was she there she had like done some like glamour shots that ended up in penthouse and she was she her miss america crown was taken away Mm. um this is like you know in the 80s but you know it's still yeah we live in a very um like conservative christian society and so there's obviously going to be a lot of people very squeamish about that those things but i also do think that you know in part because of social media like we just see so much more of each other anyway and i think we have gotten more used to like viewing each other's bodies like on the internet right, and, like, right. in a way that i think has destigmatized that a little bit what i don't know is whether that that stigma ex- or like that destigmatization extends to sex workers because like like sex workers that i talk to they're like i think like you know if celebrities want to do sex work, that's great, but they should be like, yeah, I'm a sex worker. Right, and, right, right. You know, cha- like champion the cause rather than just being like being coy about it or, you know, or donate the money to, you know, sex work, mutual aid or anything like that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think it's like kind of, a, it's another paradox where it's like, yeah, this could, you know, have really dis- uh, destigmatizing effect on, you know, sex work or porn or posing nude, whatever, or it could create a binary between like well i do that but i don't do that like dirty sex work stuff you know right exactly where you know uh like a lot of a lot of people always make the comment basically like kim k essentially like you know i, I don't know if it's 100 percent that she that all of her famous from pornography but that one video is like is like a, a highlight or like a a monument like to in her life where it kind of yeah she really boosted off of it and you're probably right she should have she should maybe i mean i guess it is kind of her choice to say whether or not but she should say like you know i'm a i'm a sex worker i i you know made money off of sex work or i you know boosted my platform off of it and there's nothing wrong with that yeah you know and um you know i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to exactly praise kanye right now but i one thing that i did like that he did um years ago when he was kind of in his just like ultra just like out there phases when he he was he basically curated the pornhub awards really you ever see that or no no yeah he he curated the the show top to bottom he designed the tro- the uh, awards uh like the trophies themselves he performed he designed the stage um everything he made shirts he made shirts with like best ass or best tits or whatever like easy <laughs> shirts so i i always thought that was cool that he was just like unashamedly just like yeah like whatever like you know i i think more celebrities should should be like that i think i don't think it should be like the um what's that paul thomas anderson movie um it shouldn't be like the boogie nights thing where where the dude tries to buy the stereo store and they're just like absolutely not like you're in porn you know yeah 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 um and i think like 
the example of that is like Bella Thorne who are like, she was like, I'm going to sell, you know, subscriptions for, what was it like 20 or 50 bucks a month? Like something insane. Mm-hmm. And she heavily implied that she would be like fully nude, but then just wasn't. And so it was just like, okay, you come here, you take, you know, all these subscribers yeah. theoretically like from us. And then you don't even like put yourself out. Like you don't take the risk of actually doing the work, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just shitty. Yeah, if she went on there to be like, I'm going to cook some paella or whatever, or I'm going to lift a dumbbell, like, okay, that's one thing. But yeah, she just like advertised it as like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then, yeah, yeah. kind of at, at the same on the same note was just like, oh, you can't force me to show my body. Well, it's like we're, nobody's forcing you to be on the platform in the first place. Yeah. And it's and also like, I, I think it's less that she joined and more that she like implied that like she was going to do sex work. <laughs> like, yeah, she was just clickbaiting. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's and you know what I mean? Like her content for what I understand is, is pretty bad in the first place. So I don't think, <laughs> I don't think she should, she should be on there. Uh, or... right, yeah. It's like, if you're willing to like put in work, like if you're like, if you want to keep it like, um, treat it like a business. Like I think one person actually who does it like, you know, like a business is Trisha Paytas. Like mm-hmm. they, um, make so much money off of OnlyFans and do full porn and work really hard at it. And, you know, I don't want to, venerate them because they obviously are quite a controversial person but yeah um, said a lot of other things but yeah that that part of that part of that part of them is yeah i i I respect that part (laughs) yeah i think that's cool i think more people should be like that and it is again it's like going into paradoxes it's just like it i guess it is difficult like it is difficult to find that balance because once you do step foot in porn and once you do you know once you do that like um who is that who is that one um person who was kind of baiting people for a while and then she just started doing porn the chick with the pink hair uh, she was like, she was like the first. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's yeah. She, she's interesting where she was for a while. She was posting videos on Pornhub where it was like, um, you know, whatever takes, you know, she was just doing like clickbait titles and then it would just be yeah. her like, you know, eating an egg or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it was really, I didn't, she's one of the few figures that I, I really do respect. And I thought, I thought that was really cool that she was able, that she was able to make that transition and just actually do it. And like, yeah. it's no big deal, but, um, yeah, but, exactly. but like people already like, you know if if you're if your whole thing is like I'm hot and I'm like showing my body it's like you know don't act like you're better than sex workers don't act like you're you know anything else I don't know it's weird yeah she's like yeah yeah because because if she didn't do that it would be like and she was pretentious about it be like I don't you know I'm not a sex worker I'm a bathwater salesman or something like that (laughs) like um and um, kind of, I want to keep it on this OnlyFans topic, but kind of switch it up um, to just a more like personal thing, I guess. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, um, or maybe maybe not personal, but maybe just more more general and like, yeah, okay. I want to switch it up from the OnlyFans article to just something more general. Like, mm-hmm. w- would you say that like it would be fair for someone to say that like subscribing to something on OnlyFans is cheating? I've always wondered that. <laughs> no. Oh my god, no. I like. I firmly believe in like, that is something that is a monetary transaction that you pay for. You are like, you know, a, a subscriber, a follower, a client. It is a, it, it, there is a power imbalance. Like that you're, you're a fan of the creator. They are not a fan of you. You are their fan. Right. So like, it's not like, and also like, you know, maybe you're, maybe you have like developed a really strong emotional parasocial relationship with that creator. And maybe that's causing a problem in your relationship. And like, maybe that you should figure that out. That part. Um, but I think if you're, you know, you just like this one girl and you think she's hot or want to support her. Um, I don't think that 
that could reasonably consider be considered cheating but like maybe it's different from couple to couple what do you think i don't know i don't i don't really think that is cheating to be honest with you i don't think it's cheating um but yeah. yeah some i've been in the last relationship i was in more specifically it was just like yeah I, I i didn't subscribe to anybody while i was in the relationship but like if i did it would be over the relationship would be over really yeah definitely oh my god it would be okay. over and if and it's kind of crazy like like i mean if you go back like 20 years and try and think about it like like the the way that people used to get content like that would have to be like um i don't know they'd have to like buy like an extra phone or something like that and call like and then call like a sex worker on the phone and yeah. you know th- those people would be considered perverts but nowadays it's kind of like it's it's up for it's all completely up for debate like i, I think yeah. that's just so interesting yeah wow it's so interesting yeah i don't know <laughs> some people think it is some people think it isn't and i just just as some people think that watching porn is cheating you know what i mean which is which yeah, is well. which is absolutely insane <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. I know that, yeah, I know that that young conservative dude on Instagram uh kept making that point. I don't know if you've heard of Christian Walker. You ever hear I of him? Have, yeah. I fucking hate it. Not I hate great. his videos. I hate his videos so much. They're so, so annoying. Yeah. But his big his big like uh stand recently uh was yeah, he's like he's like break up with your boyfriend if they watch porn. Porn is cheating, like this that and the other thing. Clever. Yeah, I don't know. Some people are some people think that is, but that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> um and then to kind of end this, I wanted to to um bring up like a theme of this podcast and this page and like a philosophy that i've been trying to adopt like recently um in this new age of everybody like as you said in your article like um everybody on instagram you know becomes a photographer every you know um everybody on reddit becomes a journalist everybody uh who's broadcast everybody who's who has a podcast or has a twitch as a broadcaster Mm -hmm. like it can be really hard sometimes to kind of figure out like um when you're starting out like someone like me like what the end game of it all is because i'm kind of just Mm -hmm. doing like eight million things at once i don't know exactly what i am (laughs) It's hard to figure out the end game. So I wanted to ask you, like, as a more experienced journalist and somebody who's like, you know, been doing this for seven years, as you said, like, you know, I'm sure you still have that in mind, like, like what your end game is or like what your future holds and that kind of stuff. So like, ideally, like, what would you, what is it that you want to be doing? Like in like, I hate to, I I hate to say this because I asked this to Taylor and she laughed at me, like, like in five years or something like. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Um, so I actually, it's funny that you say that because, you know, like I'm a staff writer and I have been, it's a, it's a full-time job. Like, you know, I get a salary, whatever, mm-hmm. but my dream job is to be basically a freelancer and like mm. be able to, you know, work on books, um, do speaking engagements, um, do like, you know, a handful of really big magazine cover stories a year and um, maybe like get a book adapted and then get to write the screenplay. Like those are like those are my big goals like of life. And so my version of like a dream job would be like not having a job and just getting to do like cool shit. <laughs> um, yeah. That sounds cool. Uh, like every once in a while, because like, yeah, like I love being like, I, you know, I could quit my job right now and be a freelance journalist, but I know that uh, like about myself that I really value stability and mm-hmm. teamwork and um, you know, health insurance. <laughs> That's a huge, huge thing. Yep. Like if when you're, you know, in America, your job is tied to your health insurance. And so like, you cannot take that lightly. So those are, yeah, that's why I say, and also I'm really happy where I am. So, um, but yeah, in the future, I would just love to be like, you know, a, a writer, you know, of, of many, as many things as possible and see where that goes. Like screenplay, like you were saying, like uh, adapting a book to like the screen. Have you like, have you been, have you ever written anything for the screen or like, have you ever done like writing for TV or, or, or like more fictional writing or anything of that sort? Yeah. I mean, I majored in, or I minored in creative writing um, mm. in college. I've um, 
like I've taken sketch comedy classes and okay. I've written like a pilot and I've I'm currently working on a novel which like uh, um <laughs> and then like you know a dream would be like that gets adapted or something um mm-hmm. so and yeah like I I, I I took a ton of screenwriting classes at school too so um I've always like really loved doing that um but that's hard to get into because it's you get paid very well doing it so it's very competitive yeah no I feel you yeah I when you mentioned health insurance, it definitely uh, got me right in the back. <laughs> like definitely like, ah, cause like um, I do like um, non-specifically, I don't want to, I don't like to tell people exactly what I, what I do other than this, this podcast, but basically I have like opportunities to do like some like four month, like contract work essentially where I can make money, but there's no health insurance involved. Mm-hmm. And um, with my, with my page is kind of what I, I quit my full-time job to be doing. And sometimes I do worry about the health insurance part of it. That's always the, always the worst part. Always the scariest part. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm about to be off my parents' insurance. I'm gonna be 26. Oh shit, that's the worst. Yeah, I feel Make like. Sure, okay, have you gotten your wisdom teeth out yet? Literally, I schedule it for December December 15th. I'm gonna go okay, for good, a consultation. I was such a dumbass and waited until I was out of my parents' insurance, and I hit my deductible, and so I had to pay so much for oh it. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm good. I'm. I'm making the. I. I'm. I'm happy that you said that because it. Because <laughs> when. It, whenever people say things that I'm anxious about, and then they say that like I do it right without telling me, like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm on a good path. Like I feel like I'm on a good path. So. Yeah. Maybe you know I. I don't want you to like give me like a. You don't need to give me like advice on exactly what to do, but I just I just wonder like, what what do you think is is a good option for me as far as like someone who is primarily on Instagram is primarily like writing is primarily like, you know, a, a freelance journalist and not, not with a publication of anything. Yeah. Do you, do you think it would be a good idea for me to try and like reach out to these platforms and try and get some work done to get myself established in these, in these companies? Or do you think like hacking it out as, as freelance, like could work? I, I would, I always, I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of scared. Are you talking about media companies or like media companies? companies. Yeah. Like vice or Vox or any of these things. Yeah. So you, I mean, as a freelance journalist, you should come up with, you know, a couple article ideas, find the editors on Twitter and pitch them directly, like email them um, and say what you do and your Hmm. idea for the story and like your angle that you would go with. Um, And yeah, just start there, like start building connections with editors. I mean, I would, I would spend some more time on Twitter because that's like, that's where like editors hang out and you can see what kind of stuff other journalists are writing. Hmm. Um, and honestly, because you're so like multimedia, I would definitely get on TikTok because that's like the place to grow your audience. Like Instagram is really hard to build an audience on. Um, it's fucking, so you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's almost like kind of impossible. And they know that and that's why they're trying to do like reels and stuff but it's still it's still such a grind and if like so much of my tiktok for you page is like culture commentary it's media criticism it's a lot Mm. of the stuff that you're doing and so i feel like there's such an audience for that there yeah so if you mm, oh go ahead i'm sorry no no but but if you like start you know you don't even really have it doesn't have to be super like intense like video wise it's just it can just be like you talking or like bits of your like videos video clips from your podcast like funny moments um and then Hmm. like it's sort of as a way to like advertise your podcast um and your writing so yeah that's what I would do if I were you (laughs) yeah I I appreciate that yeah because because honestly I'm in such a ridiculous position like I started this page essentially like like almost as an alternative to like regular media or like like um or like the Vox or like the Vice or like where you have to like actually go on these websites and read them and like I thought maybe I stupidly naively thought that like oh like I can be the one to (laughs) to bring you know uh you know the attention span and the writing to Instagram but I'm realizing more and more that like no 
<laughs> people don't give a fuck people i've been posting memes and i've been posting like news stories and stuff and that gets a lot of hype anytime yeah. i post a review of anything it takes me the longest it takes me you know today i was listening to my bloody valentine for eight hours i'm gonna post that tomorrow it'll get 100 <laughs> likes people forget about it next week so <laughs> you know i i we're starting to build a website uh, i'll probably i might post my articles on there but otherwise yeah um i don't yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a tough position. Cause I don't want to exactly, I don't want to exactly work for somebody, but I would, I wouldn't mind doing freelance, but yeah. But thank you for the you advice. Have, you should absolutely do freelance. And I really do think that like you should, this kind of content will do really well on TikTok, and like, you'll find people that are interested in getting their news via these kind of mediums rather than like go reading an article because yeah, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I think you're going to have a built-in audience there. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I do find these random niche, like it is, it is, I do find sometimes like, um, these like random niche things, like, like yesterday, like Azealia Banks was like lobbying all these, like, you know, transphobic things at Arca. And I, I go on Google and there's nothing about it like at all. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's crazy that only people on Instagram and only people on TikTok are the ones that are reporting on it, talking about it. It's just very crazy. I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, mainstream media needs to catch up a little bit to the Instagram. For sure. And there's just so many famous people now to cover that like one publication cannot do it all. Like that's so all. true. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. So it's like whatever you're interested in, people people will be interested in it too. Finding the niche, the super niche. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I'll try my best to go on TikTok without um dancing and shit like that. <laughs> oh no, no! Oh my god! Doing skits. No. <laughs> you are you not very familiar with TikTok? I I no not really i've 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 avoided it like like so so much but i'm realizing that like more and more that it's it's like it definitely is necessary and it definitely is the future you know it's also like not as like lame as you probably are thinking that it is i mean like obviously some parts of it are but like once you follow like like there are a lot of creators like doing kind of what you do um i'm not saying that as a way to be like the field is crowded i'm saying like no people are really liking that stuff i see um so yeah it's okay. like it's just you talking in front of a camera with like maybe like your Instagram in the back um, and just being like, this is what I thought about like Azalea Banks, like saying whatever this shit is. Ah, I see. Because it is just getting the same content out there in a different way. It's not really. Exactly. I mean, it takes what it maybe would take someone 30 seconds to read my little article or my little whatever. But then, you know, it might take 30 seconds for me to talk about. I see. Yeah. yeah. That makes it. Thank you for that advice. I really appreciate that. Cause yeah. I don't want to, cause again, like it, it's so difficult. Like I just bought a camera last week. So now I'm a photographer. I'm going to concerts. I'm writing yeah. on this, on that. It's just like, it's so hard to just do it all at once. Like pitchfork has like a hundred writers, obviously, but it's yeah. just like at the same time, if you, if you're pitchfork, that means you're owned by Condé Nast. It's just like a fucking, like, <laughs> it's just like, a, I'm definitely caught in between a rock and a hard place and I want health insurance. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. No, I get it. But I think when you say, like, when you say you're like, you're in a really tough spot, like, I know, I think you're in a really good spot. Like, to be honest, like, you know what you want to do. Yeah. Um, you're just in the process of building it. So it's like, it's not, yeah, you're not beholden to like, you know, write five posts a day for your media boss and then you have no more energy to do stuff that you actually like doing right when you get back. So. And you just and you just make a salary. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been a very enlightening conversation on pornography, <laughs> on TikTok, on my hopefully my future, figuring shit out. <laughs> So thank you. I, uh, I, again, I appreciate your time and, and all yeah, that. Yeah, I'm so glad. Um, this is super fun. Uh, what is it going to come out? Um, so let's see. What's today? Today is Monday. So it's not going to be this Thursday, but it's going to be the following Thursday. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, 
signing off uh any anything else you uh want to plug or anything like that before we end any any new articles that you're currently working on or that you just finished or anything of that sort Ooh, um Ooh, by the time that this comes out, I will have published a story on, um, well, since you're not on TikTok, you might not know, but it's like how normal people have become just like thirst trap, like, like, (laughs) this is really hard to explain. There's this one guy who like, he just codes, like he's a coding programmer, but like, and he'll just like write videos or like, he'll post videos of like about coding advice or whatever. Right. And the comments are like, I want you in my mouth. <laughs> oh, it's like a son piker, right? Like he's a yes, political he's yes. a political commentator, but it's like No, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> my, boyfriend, my boyfriend profiled his son piker like a month ago. Um, really? Wow. That's cool. <laughs> for New York Mag. Um Oh, I read that. Cool. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, that. That's yeah. It's awesome. a, it a great piece. Yeah. Um but like he <laughs> it's just like become sort of like an inside joke of like, you're my boyfriend now because I saw you on and like he looks like normal. Like Hassan is like really hot. This guy looks like a normal guy. He's like a schlub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. Okay. That it's, yeah. it's cool. It's yeah. These things that you write about are very interesting. I, I really, I really do enjoy them. And I'm going to continue to read yeah. and encourage people to continue reading. Um, <laughs> Cause I, that's such an interesting thing. Like I, I, again, now Hassan Piker is like mainstream. Now it's like, all right, what's the next thing? All right. It's like normal looking schlubby guys, but like, yep. you know, a niche <laughs> audience on TikTok, <laughs> things yeah, that they're sexy exactly. or something. That's funny. Yeah. Cool. Um. I, I, yeah. It's silly, but it'll be fun. <laughs> I don't think it's silly. I think that's an interesting trend. I think it's cool, and it, and it and it perfectly wraps up this whole interview and ties everything into the the whole side hustle yeah. and Lincoln bio and you know maybe that guy was starting starting OnlyFans. Who knows? I could. I you know there he'd be, he'd make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that was episode forty one of the Anti Art Podcast. I hope you liked that one. Um, I just wanted to end this real quick uh, by advertising it on here because on Instagram for some reason they think that I'm a sex worker just by trying to support sex workers uh fuck Instagram fuck Instagram fuck Mark Zuckerberg fuck meta fuck you piece of shit I fucking hate you fuck Mark Zuckerberg fuck you fuck Instagram Instagram fuck you fuck you fuck you Instagram anyway um I wanted to support the sex workers project um this is a non-governmental organization basically that is here to protect the human uh sorry protect the protect and promote the human rights of sex workers locally and nationally. Um they're connected with the Museum of Sex in New York in some sort of way. Um they do a really good job with helping sex workers and getting them support and um you know, I tried to what do you call it? Um I tried to share a post about this on Instagram and I tried to just link our Venmo there so that people could, you know, um support this and, and send money to this because I think this is really important. I don't want to be talking about sex workers and just, you know, like, you know, using them as a topic for an episode without actually supporting them. So I'm going to personally be donating $50 to this organization. Uh, I have done that already. I want you guys um, all out there to, you know, go on Instagram. It's called Sex Workers Project. Um, from there, you can probably find the link to donate. Um, again, really important organization. It's really important to support sex workers. Other than that, um, you know, if you're in a relationship or not, you know, Rebecca said that, that OnlyFans isn't cheating. So, <laughs> so you can so support these, <laughs> support these sex workers, uh, at whatever stage of your life you're in, you know what? Subscribe with your girlfriend, get, get kinky with it, you know, F- fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Find, find a model that you and your girlfriend both like and, and subscribe to her and you know, all that shit. You can do some Blade Runner or, uh, or her type shit where you have a, her as a surrogate, um, I don't know. I'm I'm just fucking around and, and riffing at this point to get us to a minute here, but um to get us an extra minute here rather. But um yeah, support Sex Workers Project and support any other um sex worker, you know, uh fueled or, you know, aimed at organizations of any kind. You know, it's really important. 
No, and if you're going to be if you're going to be using their services in some sort of way, you know, don't go on Pornhub and just view it all for free. Um, you should give back to them because you know they gave so much to you uh, in in a in a parasocial kind of way. So I think that you should support them. So do that. And uh, signing off. Also, Kanye, I, I I gave him a little bit of props in this thing uh, because I recorded this like two weeks ago. Uh, Kanye, why are you bootlegging OnlyFans off of Reddit, bro? You're a fucking billionaire. You know, take take at least a couple million dollars and throw it at I throw it at you know these various OnlyFans girls, bro. Why you why you why you bootlegging? Why the fuck are you bootlegging? How much porn are you watching, bro? Are you, are you watching a million dollars worth of porn that you can't spare it or some shit or what? Just like, you know, that's fucked up, bro. That's not it's not cool. It's not cool to not be supporting sex workers, but whatever. Uh, I'm gonna still play your song, but you know that's fucked up, bro. Don't support support sex workers, bro. Come on. Please don't ask again Who's up in the van They my only fans I was in my hovercraft Had another laugh How you roll with them When you know I'm him Got it on remote control Got it on remote control Got it on remote control Like a CEO know on my instagram it get out of hand why you so mad he got it Control like a CEO, feeling like the man, feeling like the man. I was in my hovercraft, floating down the path. God just grabbed my hand, had a bigger plan. He got this on remote control, he got it on remote control.